All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America podcast. I am your host, Jeff. I've been busy for the last couple of weeks here. I Last week, I was on a five-day fishing trip to Lake Okaboji in Iowa. It's a massive spring-fed lake, and it's a trip that's been going on for 30 years, and I've been only been going part of it for the last couple of years, and it's been a group of guys that have been doing this for a very, very long time, and it's just it's nice to be invited to such a welcoming group of guys, and it's just fun because it's the first trip in May is always about just having fun, getting out of the getting out of the cabin and enjoy and get out there and do some fishing. And this year happened to be very comfortable. We we saw some warm temperatures. Normally we'll see cold ones, even some snow, and the potential up to thirty to forty mile an hour wind gusts on the water. So I've been out in the water with dealing with anywhere between three to four four foot swells. So it's definitely makes a man on you when you're dealing with those type of weather. But I'm glad to be live and back on here this is the first podcast that i've gone live for a while but this is pretty special i have robert here from he is the ceo of of uh, fishfin which is a brand new app that has some very distinct uh, uh, features that nobody else really has in the market then i also have my good friend john from the outlaw and the bass patrol nation we him and i've been friends since 2016 so it's been a, it's it's nice to have him back on the podcast our podcast his his nice podcast was years ago when i went yeah. when i did a trip down to florida we him and i had a chance to go out and go catch some largemouth so that was a fun couple of days while i was out there but this this podcast isn't about me and john it's actually about our good friend robert here and i want him to take it away and tell us about himself and his fishing career and what was his motivation behind fish fin yeah so um my name's Robert, uh, Robert McCaslin, uh, 15-year veteran, um, currently working for a company that I can't say. No, it's Amazon. This is a regular maintenance guy over here, but uh, I created Fishfin for a few different reasons. Um, I got tired of seeing all of the different apps and the missing a lot of the posts on Facebook, um, different groups that I was in down on the coast of Texas, um, few kayak groups I was in down there. Wouldn't see a post, somebody would have something for sale or if somebody wants somebody to go fishing with them. Two days later, I see it and then, you know, I, the algorithms were just kind of, kind of screwy. Also had some friends that uh, became uh, fishing guides down there on the coast and um, they were, trying to find clients. Uh, one of the issues they found was that starting starting on Facebook, the algorithms prevented them from reaching a certain amount of people. And you know they would pay Facebook to boost posts and whatnot, and it just wasn't working out. Um, and then Fishing Booker, and well, I hate to say that, but there's other companies, third-party companies that charge uh, 10 to 30% commission fees just to advertise for them. Right. So they weren't hardly making any money or losing money. Um, and they were just trying to so so trying to figure it out. And so I said to myself, you know, well, it would be nice if we had a centralized community um, for everybody that loved fresh and saltwater fishing. I started looking into it and it's like, oh, well, there, you know, there's fish brain, but fish brain really doesn't capitalize on the whole industry. It's really just um, fishing spots. And then they started doing a little e-commerce, yeah. but the e-commerce isn't. It's, it's 
select e-commerce that they sell and they make a commission um, from individuals. So uh, we've kind of developed a full platform where you can go on and you can post your product and create your store, fishing guides. You could uh, post your guide service on there. You can book through the application. Um, started looking at like different tournaments too. You got Tourney X, Fish Donkey, all these different apps, right? So a fisherman has five or six different apps that they use, different weather apps, different tournament apps. So like, this doesn't make any sense. Everybody's out there on Facebook promoting their business, but they're having to go to these other apps. Why don't we just have like a centralized place? Everybody can come together, network. Um, yeah, and it kind of just kind of went in that direction right there. And we've kind of been rock and rolling for the past two years. So this has been a culmination of two years worth of work. So when did you go live with your app then? Last June. Last June. It's been about a year uh, getting it ready for like beta to launch. And at the time, we only had just this, like the stories and you can like and comment and stuff like that. And then uh, over the past year, while growing, we've also developed uh, the weather, the, the detailed weather um, kind of platform in there. Um, the e-commerce, the, we have a tournament, you can host a tournament in your groups with friends and family or whatever you want to create a group, you can host a tournament in there. Um, we plan to expand that to catch photo release. Um, that's in phase two. Right now, we're just phase one. You can host a hard tournament, uh, set location, marina or whatever, and you can put your details. Everybody can pay right to the host, and then you can pay out into the tournament. So there's no need for PayPal. There's no need for going to Venmo or go to my website. Just post it on the app pay through the app, tournament director gets the funds, distribute however you want. So we're just really trying to simplify everything for everybody. That is a good notion to have then. I like your mission behind it. I've been playing around with the app ever since John reached out to me here just a couple of days ago. And one of the biggest compliments or compliments I can pay towards is that it's very streamlined, it's very smooth, easy to log into, easy to access. The GUI system is much different than from what you experience on other social media apps, which makes it easier, I guess, in my eyes, because we're all used to the standard either up and down scroll where this actually has a side scroll. Then you just and if somebody has a story that has more than one image, then you just scroll up and down to look at everything. I like the yeah, combination. Yeah, to flip yeah. it around so this way you have that opportunity. And plus you got you can upload your videos. I just I've been posting about one or two times a day uh, from my recent uh, trip, but I also have tons of pictures out there that I'd like to get back out there and show everybody that I can catch fish too, besides just talk. Again. <laughs> but what's what's cool is when I was designing this, I I like um I mean, I'm, I'm not afraid to shame it, but to say it, uh, you know, I've been on Tinder once or twice in my life. So I kind of got the concept from like, like Tinder, right? You still like left or right. So I, I like, I like to be able to scroll that way. And then uh, with like a Rolodex, like you flip over images um, for the most images. But we also have a scroll system similar to other social medias, which you find that in your group section, they scroll up and down. If you look at someone's profile, the they're all their photos scroll up and down as well. Same with uh, the tournament section, which you host a tournament, then the group, it opens a separate subsection for just tournament anglers. And that also scrolls up and down, but neither uh, here nor there, I guess. But yeah, it, it's, there's a lot of thought, I put a lot of thought into this application to make it as smooth as possible. And as, um, as easy to use as anything else that, that's on the market right now. That's the best part too. It's like some people have issues with dealing with people, the uh, 
personal information. That's the biggest thing that uh, I've seen with people struggle with, with apps is trying to figure out how to be able to navigate that, that fine line because it could open you up to some some litigation and other issues too, because you never know what's going to occur when somebody has a data breach or something. So I like the fact that it's very straightforward and, and you don't ask for a lot of information. So this way then you are saving people's information in a sense. So this way you're avoiding data breaches and such. Yeah, and we don't we don't use our own servers. We use Amazon servers, AWS servers. So they're about as secure as they can be when it comes to um, the, the breaching of the data and all that other stuff. Oh, that's smart to, to use them as your uh, place to store all your information. So that's that's actually a good idea to do so. Yeah. You know, what I like about is is, is Stride, is, or Stripe, when you, uh, through your payouts and your e-commerce, and it, the Stripe works, very out, works out very well for me, and it goes direct to where you know, I need to go. And I've never had any issues with it, so I'm glad we're using that platform. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't handle any funds. If anybody makes a transaction, it goes through Stripe. Stripe is our payment processing platform we use on the app. So we try to like stay out of the excuse me. We try to stay out of the the that you know we don't want to open ourselves up to any litigation like you mentioned. So we're really trying to produce something for the community without making ourselves liable in the same instance. So got a lot of little checks and balances that we've done. Sure I like that. And what you could do too is like nobody else has been doing this is cryptocurrency too as well. I think that is actually. I thought, you know that was that's one of the things that we want to do is to make it to where um, individuals can say buy up if, if, if the store or if the manufacturer is uh, okay with accepting Bitcoin or Ethereum or any other kind of cryptocurrency. Which we want to make that to where they can interchange those on our platform as well. Same with guides. If the guide's like, hey, I'll, I'll take Ethereum. I don't got to take cash. You can pay that way. So we really tossed around that idea. I think that's going to really set you apart because nobody else is doing that. And with the, the talk about CBDC and like with Texas, your governor's already said no to it. Governor Abbott's there in Florida said no to it. And as long as, long as we have this continual tide that's rising to stop the, the central bank from creating their own digital currency will actually because if we we don't put a stop to it then we'll end up having issues where they can program our money and dictate on how much money we can have in our own bank accounts and such basically sets yeah. us up onto an infinite status of a, a hamster wheel right yeah. for sure and we're all about giving everybody we want to give everybody options all right we, we, you know that's the key uh, for for me anyway, give all the users options to purchase however they choose to purchase or whatever they want to do. You know, if they want to take it out in trade, you know, <laughs> I'll trade you this boat for or whatever. Uh, these lures, these rods for a fishing trip. We want to be able to make that available somehow, some logical way through the platform. Sure, that's a good way to look yeah. at it. So then, John, how did you and Robert cross paths? You know, Robert, I it was I, I think it just happened. I yeah. was I was, was on what well, I was on the Bass Patrol, my Bass Patrol Nation, and I believe I stumbled across it. And uh I started looking into it and I found that you know I, I have fish brain, I have you know all the others, and you know, I pay quite a bit of money to, to some of those companies, and I saw this one and I was like, this is just totally different. And it's and you Jeff, you know me, I, I you know, Bass Patrol is not gonna jump into something that you know, doesn't benefit Bastrol uh, Nation and all our followers and you know our community. But so this is it just kind of happened 
and we jumped on board and it just all worked out really well. Yeah, Don has been a um, huge part since he's came on. He's really, he's really done a lot. Um, and we're looking forward to seeing where it goes, right? So, I mean, we're just getting, we're just getting our feet wet. We're just, I've got a lot of interest down in Florida. A couple calls today down there in West Palm Beach, uh, Fort Lauderdale area. A lot of interest down here in Texas. I've got most of my guides are down here in South Padre, uh, the Galveston area. There's a lot of guides down there. I have a guide in Destin that's on the app. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're just now branching out. And like I said, John has been a big part of, of that here recently. Mm -hmm. And you, you've, I don't know what the plan is down the south or south the, in the central Midwest there when it comes down to fishing shows or like uh, expos and such. I think that's where we're going to find a really big uptick in being able to meet and greet people there and having them sign up that way because then you'll be able to have people sign up through it that way and then they get exposed to it and then be, get their uh, get their outfitters on there because I think that right there is going to set everybody apart from, from uh, was it fish bookers? Fish brain and fishing booker. Fishing, fishing booker, booker is just a third party. Yeah, it's a, just yeah. A, a service, a booking service, like booking.com. Yes, exactly. Sweet. So then what is, uh, so John, what has your role been with uh, with Fishfin then? Are, what's your focus on? At, at, at first, it was just, you know, being involved in, you know, posting stuff and helping out with Nelson, you know, Robert Cook and asked me if I wanted to uh, take over the Southeast, uh, Southeast Regional Director position and, uh, of course, I jumped on it because, you know, most of my tournaments I fished throughout my my tournaments, you know, span has been here in the southeast. Um, we have a lot of sponsors down here. And I, I felt that, you know, with me being the director for the southeast division, it'd be an amazing uh, uh, experience and we can get a lot of people involved. We're actually uh, uh, come July. Um, I'm going to take it to ICAST and Robert's going to come with me. And uh, we're going to see uh, how it goes in a world-renowned fishing show, which is one of the biggest in you know in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to we're going to jump on it and get some exposure and get some companies and you know get get the word out there. Yeah. And see how uh, how how it expands from there. Oh, that's fantastic, man! I like the I like the growth for it. So then, now are you do you, are you guys doing influencer marketing or how are you going to? get the word of fish fin out there what's the, what's been your fastest uh dr what's what to avenue has been your biggest traffic driver for you so we've done some shows right we have 1500 people on our app currently active accounts and uh, we've done that in the past year we've been to like three shows a lot of facebook a lot of word of mouth a lot of friends I mean, I'm blessed to have such a good team um, made up from different industry professionals. I've got a charter captain in South Padre uh, that I hired for um, the regional director for the Southeast. Got a content creator down there. He's also a school teacher, but he loves to, you know, he creates content. Um, I got a guy that uh, I ended up sponsoring my was it last January when I was just doing some marketing? We weren't really launched, but we were just marketing. Uh, he's uh, drove in NASCAR for uh, two races, and he drove a lot in the Arca League. So, and I, I've got a lot of people that 
um, that know a lot of people, so to speak. So we were able to grow the way we did uh, in the past year due to that mainly because the shows i'll tell you man we've been to the shows and people people generally are like what is this i don't understand it's just another fishing app I'm like no you got to check it out it's a lot it's not another fishing app it is the fishing app so you you don't need those five we're we're creating a space where you can just have one right so you don't have ten thousand notifications from five different apps or whatever um and when they see that they're like oh, okay yeah that's cool and then, you know, we had some people at first, too. We didn't have a lot going on. But just like I said, we had our stories that you could do. And we had a, a, a log. You can, you can log your fish. And that was really it, the first 300 people we had. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and now we're just really kind of hitting the ground running aggressively. I've got my team put in place. I've got John, I've got Josh in the northeast. And I have Captain Arturo in the southwest and fishing in the southwest i got two more roles i got to fill the northwest and like the north central region mm-hmm. which you know maybe this year i'll find those people but um uh, i, I want to put people all over that ha- that know other people and they can they can they can talk about it and be interested in it and help grow it right mm-hmm. so we want to do we want to grow this community um outside of mark zuckerberg's platform <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're probably li- we're live right now, probably on Facebook. Sorry, Mark, but it is what it is, man. Your algorithms just are terrible, right? <laughs> yeah, you are correct on that. I when when I first started with uh, with building the brand of Bucks of America podcast on here, we I had really good growth, but now since it's all gone to a pay to play platform, it's very difficult to to get growth and get reach because. Uh, you, you, the wrong image pops up the wrong feed and then they'll they'll market however they want to well, you, remove you, it you, off of their feed yeah you violate community standards now your page is shut down for 30 to 60 days right mm-hmm. oh, or yeah. something. It, it, it happens all the time you spend a thousand dollars with facebook boosting posts and promoting and this and that and then you post a picture of you cleaning a fish and now all of a sudden pete is on you and your page is shut down yeah so that it's is just exactly a waste. Exactly right. It's terrible, right? So yeah. th- those are those are the problems I'm trying to fix, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now, I, I, what's that? Go ahead, John. So I've been in Facebook jail many times. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Robert, when you so now do you primarily just fish? Because obviously we're all outdoorsmen here, and this is an outdoors podcast. So for do you fish? Do you hunt? Like, what is your main passion between the two? Because there's some guys that all they do is hunt. There's other guys that yeah. all they do is just fish. And then there's me that does both. No, I, um, I love to fish. I'm, I, I like uh, flounder gigging, to be honest with you. That's, that's, and, and I like, I like redfish. I, I like uh, kayak fishing. Um, I like shallow water, you know, back in the, back in the, uh, uh, um, in the marsh where you can't really get to that yes where you find some really cool you really kind of find yourself too because it's just it's beautiful man it's absolutely beautiful especially when you see that redfish and you see that you see them that that the tail and it's 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 crazy mm-hmm. oh i completely understand it up, up here it's like when you catch into a nice uh like a night well bass is very common but up north like something that's very distinctly up north like as a pike or a crappie or even uh, uh, blue, bluegills and such. But 
where I was fishing last weekend was over there in Okobojin. One of the biggest fish we were catching was yellow bass. And yellow bass are they're not they don't get very big. They probably get maybe 18 inches at the maximum for the growth size. And we were we were hammering. We got some big hogs this past weekend from it all. But when you when you flay them off and stuff, the meat is very sweet and they're very easy to come through. But I think my go-to fish would be like perch because perch is a very they're they're a miniature walleye. They're like a miniature walleye, but when it comes down to catching those, they're so delicate because just like a crappie, it's like their 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 mouths are so difficult to get that hook. And if you're not, if you pull out too quickly, you just lost the opportunity to catch it. And when when yeah. the perch are on, they're on, and when they're off, good luck, unless you literally yeah. drop the <laughs> jig right on top of their head. But what's cool though is like I'm kind of getting into offshore. There's a offshore is a whole different world. And I didn't even know that until I started the app, right? Like you go out 30 miles, they, they fish completely different. It's completely different. You have different depths, certain fish swim at you. I didn't, you know, I didn't thought about that out there. Right. They have different ways to like troll. They'll troll and they'll pull the lures behind them. And if something hits, uh, it'll jerk it off those, those troll lines. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's different. Oh, definitely. When I go out to Lake Michigan, we'll, we'll fish in bodies of water up to 500 feet deep. And I, I can't remember that there's a organization up there that I've actually, which, which I wanted to mention to you because it's, it would be a good idea for the when you get the Great Lakes in there. They have a sensor that they're, they're buoys all across the Great Lakes. And what it does is it sends sensors all the way down to the bottom, but it registers every temperature, every single foot of the way up and the way, way to the bottom. So this way then, if you're a salmon fisherman or trout, you actually know where they're at based off of the water temperature in the water column. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that'd be I think that'd be something to uh to try and a carper in there, Robert. I mean for for that for that region, I mean maybe uh, an info page or you know info on the announcements, you know, something like that for those buoy markers. I mean that'd be you know later on when we have yeah. more time to develop that, I think it'd be a real good, yeah. good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. Um, I mean, we, we, we've tossed around the idea, we just don't know when we're going to do it, where every user can pretty much have their own fishing report on their profile. So you could, if you follow someone and uh, you know that they're fishing up there, um, you, you can follow their fishing report, so to speak. You don't necessarily have to. And we, we've tried to make our notifications too. So uh, that's another big thing is notification. Um, there's uh, multiple ways to get notif notified on the app. So we really want to dive deep into giving the users, okay, well, I don't want to be notified about a picture. I want to be notified about a comment. I want to, you know, we want to really, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. We want to really. I'll have to come back to that. I'm trying to think about how to how to put it in words uh, that makes sense. You know, no, I know what I want to. Say. I know what I want. I know what I'm thinking. I just don't know how to how to say it. Right. No worries. I I'll, I'll we can put that one in, in a in a uh, put a pin on that and circle back to it. But I want to. I, I, I have ADHD, man. So I kind of bounce. Right. I'll bounce. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, all, it's hard for me to follow a conversation sometimes. You might notice that. We could look back on this. You'll say. It doesn't make any sense because I'm bouncing <laughs> to another subject. Oh, I, 
I completely understand <laughs> that. I, I have ADHD too as well. But one thing I recently discovered is that in high stressful scenarios, like whether you're in a violent situation or a car accident or something tragic or something uh, is something that's going to increase your, your heart rate. People that have that have ADHD are able to deal with those stressful scenarios a little bit easier because now their their elevation is right where they need to be and they become very hyper focused on what's all going yeah. on around them. And that was just something that I experienced here. Like, here's a story for you guys. I don't even know if I told this to you, John. So if, uh, back this was New Year's Eve of 2017, I believe it was. Got off work early and we're driving back driving home i lived in in uh we lived in this apartment downtown lacrosse and we get to this area called um uh bittersweet and it basically what it is it's a a garden a, a uh, nursery we're coming up to it we see all the cop lights flash stuff like that and they haven't quite blocked it off to where like you had to for you know, you had to merge it over you had the, they had everybody parked inside there because they tracked down a guy that was off his meds literally off his meds and what ended up happening is that uh, they got called out for him and when we're coming through there we when we passed behind the vehicles the suspect was charging the street the police officer <laughs> stopped him and, and got him to go back around well on the way around he became aggressive and they used deadly force well one of the rounds went through his bicep and went straight into the side of the door where I was sitting in my wife or girlfriend at the time my wife now was freaking out the cop was freaking out because he was like are you okay it's like I'm fine. It's like, I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm going for, I'm checking all the vitals. So it's like, I'm setting <laughs> literally shoulder width with the door. So it's like, well, cause it, cause we didn't had no idea where it impacted at. So it's like, of course, when you have that type of scenario happen, you're, everything's going, everything's just, just going a mile, or a mile a minute, mile a second there, checking my, my vitals, my sides, my neck, no, no blood, no nothing. And then we come and find out that the, the bullet went through the door. Uh, just underneath the side mirror and it stopped right there in the dash and so that began so that's how we got involved into it an offer officer involved shooting now my wife's nice test testimony cleared the officer of what had happened because that's the thing when you when you shoot through a uh very thin uh, flesh it's it, you're bound to have a pass through so but we we our testimony cleared the officers and they're doing what they could do because the guy was high in meth and he was just all strung out and off his meds because uh, he's got schizophrenia and a few other things and the worst and that was a whole night we were our got off work at nine our day didn't end until <laughs> 6 a.m that day so john wow. you're familiar with that too so you understand oh, yeah. when it comes down to when you have a situation like this it's like everything just kind of your life your, your life gets put on hold until the police get everything they need so this way they can let you go and they can continue doing with their investigation yeah it's, it's stressful <laughs> very stressful but i mean situations like that are just i mean thank god they're far and few between for us you know bystanders but uh for anybody in law enforcement you know it's they deal with that every day and it's something that uh needs to be looked at and uh you know, people need to take into consideration. These guys have a, a major, major job that they need to do. It's uh, very trying. Mm -hmm. That is exactly that is that is true. That's why, because um, you your original foundation was when you were in Bethesda, when you're still when your wife, your ex wife was in the service stuff. Like you started Bass Patrol Nation to get 
people that were in the intensive ward that were about ready to, to leave the hospital. I, I mean, if I'm, I'm just, this was a couple yeah. of years ago that you would get them out fishing to help improve their morale and their mental health. Yeah. What it was is, uh, it was back in, uh, 2000, I'd say 12, 11, 10, nine around there. Uh, she's my ex was stationed up in Bethesda and she, we would actually see the hot loads come in from Lanchdell to uh walter reed um and we actually started working with working with walter reed and uh boeing air force base and uh we started the program the take of it fishing program up there in washington dc and that was an outlet for uh wounded military personnel to come out and escape the con confines of the hospital life and you know what they're going through to come out and have a normal supposed normal day of fishing and talking about experiences and getting you know their 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 life straightened out or stress situations and they talk about it and through this fishing that we did um we would go to potomac park and get the boats from boeing air force base they had a marina we used to get the the uh pontoon boats and take the soldiers out and it, it all started just that one day and ended up being uh maryland uh uh Fisheries came out, you know, for free, and we had a public help started coming up and asked what we were doing, and started talking to the soldiers, and you know, all the military personnel was hurt, and you know, we were, we had ended up buying hot dogs and hamburgers for the soldiers, and people started coming up and started donating money to buy the hot dogs and hamburgers and fish with the soldiers, and you know, it 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 was a huge impact on the way of life after being wounded in combat. And it was an outlet that they, they, they seen to benefit uh, their situation, and it's been going on for years. And to this day, it still goes on. Um, we have other directors up there that are, that took care of it. Boeing Air Force just still jumped on board, and, and you know they still do it to this day, and and take these these military personnel out. Um, now it's all joint task force uh, hospitals. Uh, Walter Reed has actually uh, been uh, closed, I believe, to medical. And now we're able to go through uh, National Naval, which is Bethesda. Uh, but yeah, it's a program that was uh, never intended to start the program as a program that hit the United the U.S. like it did. It was a program to start because I felt they needed an outlet because I've been, you know, PTSD is stressful situation, and you know, the outlet for fishing for me was to get away and see life for what it really is and what's out there and de-stress and that's what we started and it turned out rather well and we had a, a lot of success with it so that's a, something i'm very proud of now robert you said you served in the service too as well i want to say thank you for your service to our country uh were you army marines navy well, i was actually uh dual branches uh i was in the navy stationed in norfolk virginia uh, in AS Norfolk, I was on the USS George Washington. I was an uh, aviation ordnanceman. So uh, we built and assembled munitions, uh, sent them to the flight deck. Um, and when I got out, I tried to be a civilian. I tried to go to school and work at the same time. And um, you missed a lot of the camaraderie as well. So I decided I was going to join again. I was going to go yeah. back in, right? A lot of people do that. But this time I wanted to go to the Air Force because I didn't want to work as hard. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I want a little bit better chow hall. I want a little bit better, you know, I want a little, uh, a little better uh, living conditions when I was there. So, uh, yeah, I joined the Air Force. And I just pretty much lateraled over. They actually gave me a rank. I mean, they gave me a rank higher. I guess so I had made more money and uh, life was good. I did that for 10 years and uh, got out in 2015. Uh, yeah, so from 01 to 15, I was in A school when 9-11 happened. And I remember A school in Pensacola, 9-11 happened. I remember um, that was a, that was a wild day. It was a wild day. They shut the base down. We had people from Israel over there. Um, nothing to do with the attacks, but uh, and being that they were from the Middle East, um, they got them off the base. They didn't want any problem. But yeah, yeah, I did that. Um, then my last stint was in Bossier City, Louisiana, um, which is two and a half hours east of Dallas, where I'm at now. And then I got out. Got out in 15. Started selling insurance. And um, yeah, opened my own insurance agency. Got divorced. Lost everything. Uh, was homeless for a few years. Living with family here and there. And then um, I was blessed to get hired on temp agency and then hired on Amazon. And then um, I was driving home. I was praying. I was like, because I'm Christian, I was like, Lord, you know, please forgive me for all of the bad things I've ever done to my ex-wife and all of the things. And I said, please, please help me get back on my feet. And he said, well, why don't you do the app you've been thinking about for the past two years? Um, so at first it started out with just creating a, a log book just for anglers to have a log. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what you want me to do. Um, and I didn't know anybody moving to Dallas. I had been here maybe six months. And then lo and behold, I found an investor to give me $150,000 to start. Didn't know him from Adam. And I met him like three days later after I uh, had that epiphany or that calling or whatever. It was, it was absolutely mm -hmm. It's crazy. Just re reestablish my faith. It's weird. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have else to put it. It was just, it was weird. Like my good friend, Chris Ham says, is as you can tell, I'm a big H and Chase supporter here. He says is that there's no coincidences that God made it happen for an exact reason. And it's like, I always think that when good things happen to you, like when things like happen, like so randomly, it's like all the good karma that all the years you put into all of a sudden, like the, the power of prayer is so, amazing that you don't understand it and it's like all you can do is sit back and rejoice and be humble about the whole aspect because during how uh, during the last uh recession in 08 i was homeless too i was homeless for about eight months and then i just had a random s series of coincidences work out or series of events that worked out in, in yeah. my situation to help keep me trajectory on this right here and like you when you're when you're i tell i have friends of mine that that are, get confused or don't know where they need to go in life i tell them you just pray on it because you just pray on it yeah. you sleep on it and if you still don't if you're still not confident That's, pray on it sleep on it some more because the lord will speak to you in some means in some way yeah and that that's 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 what i've been doing ever since because i went down this uh, this path man this path of destruction so to speak when i got divorced i mean I don't want to dive too deep into it, but you know, there's drugs and women and all the things that come along with being fresh of divorce, actually being married straight out of high school, bunch of dumb stuff. And, um, I lost everything. And then I refound my faith and it's, um, I guess I was born again. And I think I was more, more aware 
of his presence at that time. I think, you know, it tells you or, or you can learn from, from the Bible that there are trials and tribulations and, um, and supposedly they're, they're there so you can reaffirm, reaffirm your faith. I mean, so I, I've done that. It's, it's crazy. And it's all worked out from there, man. I mean, I've met John, right? I've met all the people involved with the app. Everything's just kind of fallen into place. But, well, I wouldn't say everything. Some things, most things. Some things kind of fall apart because I don't think that's where I was supposed to be. That was me. That was me pushing something. And then when I stopped pushing it, other things just fall in place. It's, it's, it's just how it is. It's weird. No, I completely get it. I have a friend of mine, uh, Chris Vega. He is a uh, army veteran. He is in Iowa. He does um, downrange outdoors. It's a, it's a charity where he takes veterans out fishing or hunting and such like that. And told him to come on in and, and if he has any questions to put it in the chat group there to, I, I can uh, ask you to, you can answer about it. And, and I put it in the website so we can go check it out and download it and see how awesome it really is. Cause it is uh, something it's, I, I tell people it's like, it's a cross between Instagram and Facebook or no Instagram and t TikTok, but better because you don't have all of an, a specific narrative being forced down your throat and you got a little bit more freedom of seeing everybody have more of a community. Cause you, you post something on there. There's always somebody liking it or, or commenting on it or asking you like, wow, what a great haul or something like that. Or what do you have planned? Cause I was really blessed on this weekend between the nine guys of us there in Okaboja, we caught, oh, probably close to just shy of 400 fish probably more than that we just we threw a lot back of a lot of smaller that's, ones so that's, that's the one that you posted on there with all the fish yeah is that oh yeah yeah okay yeah it makes sense yeah it, it's it was just it's really always nice to say like what people say because like some people you never know what's going to happen so uh looks like you vegas someone's like i'll make an account tonight and try it on my trip this weekend so that's good he's he's really outdoorsy really gets likes to get after it and and uh be be, be in the nature and stuff like that. Keeps him from going to the bar and doing dumb stuff and it just kind of keeps him focused and and, and uh, on the right direction for his life. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this next Friday, we have uh, our last big kind of build update and that's going to be the in-app in chat feature. So anglers can talk to one another outside of the comment section on a post. Um, so that'll be out this Friday. And in that, you'll be able to create a group chat um within your group you'll be able to message charter captains you'll be able to message uh, manufacturers of these products or whatever and talk amongst yourself so that's that's the last big update <laughs> doesn't keep you from doing dumb stuff it just keeps you from going to jail it's like that's that's now i earlier on the conversation you had mentioned about building a tournament bracket how what all goes into that to kind of give maybe john maybe you can comment on this but provide a breakdown of all of that so this way then somebody listening to the podcast could go into it it's like hey i want to do a charity tournament or i want to do a carp tournament or something like that give give us some uh, insight into that yeah so i mean it's it's very simple right now we haven't we haven't expanded that field. We've been focusing on e-commerce and setting up how that all that works. Um, but right now, you just go in, you create a group. You have to create the tournament within the group. You can't just create a tournament. 
So usually your group of friends, family, everybody kind of knows one another. Um, you create the group and then the, the, you, you can host a tournament. You just name the tournament, the date, the time, the minimum participants, the location of a weigh-in. If you're going to do like a, a hard weigh-in um, and then a payout, right? So once you do that, it, it will end the entry fee, an entry fee. So once you do that, you, you post it in the group. Somebody wants to join the tournament, they'll pay the $20 or whatever it is. And it'll go right to your Stripe account. And then at the end of the tournament, the designated time that you set, you can pay out the winner based off however you see fit. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's as simple as we can make it right now. Now we do want to dive in and make the admin of the page that creates the tournament. We want them to make it to where they can create specific forms. So if they, you go to participate in the tournament, you could be asked to fill out your name, your, your, you can put your fishing license in there, uh, your insurance information, uh, all that kind of stuff. But we just haven't we haven't done that yet in the tournament section and CPA tournaments. You can do a CPA tournament. Uh, we we have one done one down here in Texas, um, but the admin kind of controls if that photo is good enough or not. You have to take a picture of the fish's nose and tail and and all that other stuff and submit it, and he can give you a thumbs up and say it's good. And you know the biggest fish wins, kind of deal. Okay, you, you kind of do that. Now CPA is just essentially a catch and release uh, practice. Yeah, catch, catch photo release. Yeah, a lot of kayak fishermen do that. Yeah, um, I like that feature. Then, well, what's cool is that we want. I want to get this up enough to where, especially when we we dive in further to the tournament section and we develop these CPA rules, because you got to. I mean, to technically compete on these other levels of these other platforms. You got to have kind of a, you have an admin role, then you have a judge role. So the admin can assign different people in the group, these different roles for this tournament. And when you submit your photo, it'll go to those judges to prove or disapprove that catch um, before it can be counted for entry. And then live leaderboards. We want to do live leaderboards within these tournaments as well. I like it. I think that's a fantastic idea. I wish like I like the whole catch photo release aspect of the tournament circuit because you're able to get those fish back in there. I know Bass Patrol or, or Bass Pro likes to have their big stats or their big podiums and throwing up these big old fish. But I'd tell you what, there's a lot of upset people when they come into town, like here in on Alaska, the when the when the Bass Pro Classic comes in, the community doesn't like it because it just it just really disrupts the bass habitat. They'd rather just follow like what um the pro-am series does with walleye where you just you wait you take pictures of it and you release it and go back from there and then this way that well, you, you run the you don't have to worry about dealing with the ish opportunity of somebody stuffing the belly full of lead yeah it's not based <laughs> off weight it's just based off length and size right so okay uh, what's really cool about cpa tournaments is that you can host a tournament with your buddies all over the united states or the world if you have the same fish species in your area you know it doesn't have to be on location so that's what's really neat if we wanted to host a fish fin cpa tournament with all of our users then we could do that right we could have our own in-app tournament league uh we've we have future plans to um add a point system to all of the tournaments that are going on so whoever wins the tournaments receive x amount of points per tournament they win within the platform and then they could be eligible for our series if we do a ten thousand dollar pod or whatever the case may be these are all things that we 
when we get ready to dive in further to our tournament section of the app, those are things that we were really wanting to do. Really want to do. I think that's a fantastic way of doing it because that's really going to set you apart from everybody on out there. And since you're the only one doing it, you could be able to set all that up. And since you already have vendors on there that make their own custom lures to help <laughs> promote the app, it, it could be able to, you could be able to have, ask them to like, Hey, do, would you mind providing some, some, some gummies or something like that, or some worms to work right. with it and such right. to kind of do that. Now, John, within your Southeast area, what are you going to do to, to, uh, get more people like are you going to do contests to, to drive traffic and such if, if we can do content i mean like so we do the photo contest you know uh every month but uh, if we can do a uh, we'll say like a bass patrol big fish contest you know the hunt for basszilla contest you know and promote that in the, the you know the southeast region because you know a lot of big bass come out of the southeast everybody knows that you know that in, you know texas you know if we do that i believe that'll drive a lot of traffic to the app and we can from there we can branch out further and do the bigger tournaments you know and have our own you know fish fin bass patrol nation hunt for bassilla tournament series um I, I believe that's 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 a good way to go with it and you know to do a a small promotion type like that at first to get things rolling and uh, once mm -hmm. once we get the, the cpa uh, uh function set up then we can actually run a big bass cpa tournament across the u.s you know and have everybody get involved that way it's not just a a southeast regional uh, event type thing but it could be you know state nationwide oh for sure i think it's, i think it's a, a a the black bass is so common commonly found everywhere but i think with what you're going for would definitely work out for especially promoting some of those new business that are that are slowly mm -hmm. starting to make their own uh the worms and their jerk baits and whatever they want to do i think that's a great way to build their brand for it so this way then if they participate in it they just got to make sure on their all the socials to drive the traffic there because the only way your entry will will be accepted is, is like you have to be a registered member or user of the app and then submit your your findings that way so this way then you can kind of drive that initiative to keep pushing the app to go from it because i'm sure that with the with the season here like uh up in the midwest here a lot of bass seasons will be opening up here in the next week or so because we're we're gonna, we're gonna be post spawn so we're gonna have that for us i know uh wisconsin minnesota there typically opens up right around uh memorial day weekend right right and i, th I think that that the whole the, the doing that type of series tournament on our on through the app you know and do it using the e-commerce that you know one of the the stipulations is you know a, a product has to be purchased from one or two of the vendors that are on the app to qualify you to be in the, to, to fish the tournament i think that and that will help promote our vendors like i said you know get out those due baits get out those custom made lures you know custom the, the hooks the lines you know custom poles things like that and uh that would be a, a, another way to push push our e-commerce further i like that that's actually something that's really that's very innovative to, to in order to to yet to use their baits in order to right. be part of it that's pretty cool so this way then i like that i like that idea because then you can set up everything up prior to the the date starting so if you plan a tournament at the by the end of june well then everybody will have an opportunity to register buy their products and then either pre-fish and then get out there and, and get ready for one the day hits and then you run either a two-day event or one-day event just to kind of get the uh the excitement going because i think that's that's a that's very original right yeah. and 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 uh, with with robert the good thing about robert developing this app and about you know the e-commerce is 
Robert and the, the admin can see who's purchased what from who, you know, on this app. So you can't, somebody can come in, can't come in and say, Hey, Oh yeah, I bought this, this, and this from say vector hooks. I bought this from Bass Patrol nation. You know, I bought some from uh, uh, TR taco. You know, I bought these lures. Okay. Well, let me look. And we can actually verify that people have actually bought from the store or bought through e-commerce. Uh, and that, that'd be a, a good, good way of showing that, okay, they did do it and nobody's in there saying they did do it and trying to put one over on the tournament series or what have you, as far as that goes. I like it. I love it. Yeah. And I think a, a, another thing, man, uh, that really helps us grow is strategic partners. I mean, if you have um, a podcast, hint, hint, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, um, and you're on the app, you know, that, you know, that, that just help, that helps us grow these little podcasts, things like that. We haven't had a lot of exposure in the North outside of this. It's all been pretty much Gulf coast and um, Florida, Louisiana, Texas, stuff like that. But our apps worldwide. And I think John knows some people in Australia. I think we're trying to talk to them. You know, we're trying to just, mm -hmm. we're trying to go everywhere because it is, it's for all fishermen everywhere, mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get a uh, uh, hookies in on a, uh on the, the app um you know about hookies jeff I, yes i, I, I still i use their products i use their products yes. on my fish and pool. uh I, i've been in talks with them trying you know get them involved in the app since you know they are in australia and you know it'd be a, a wonderful uh addition to the store so you know we're just we're not we're not subjects just to the u.s because i mean bachelor nations is, is right now is in 11 countries so we have you know people pretty much you know all around the world that can help take this app to where it needs to be for sure that i was just kind of curious because uh i was looking at my statistics and my stats when it comes down to my top countries and it's like i got belgium and germany are my top two places but my podcast is in india and russia and obviously australia down there in brazil Ooh. argentina colombia so yeah and a few, few few plays up there in Canada, so I appreciate the 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 Northerners up there listening to the podcast. Now I was looking through the 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 app here too as well, and you got the forecast, you got the guide. So explain to me about booking a trip. Like explain that feature for the ones that are just like me, learning more about the app. Yeah, so um, you can go to the marketplace and you can put in say your destination uh it's your address for your hotel you're going to on vacation to south padre we use that for example that's where most of our charters are put in the information your address on the on the app on the uh marketplace and it'll pull in the closest charter captain to you and pretty much you can try to book that trip that charter captain can say uh once you book it he can either accept the trip or deny the trip. Okay. If he accepts the trip, then you receive the itinerary of the day you want to go. It comes in your email and it says, you know, be here, be at this location at this time. Mm -hmm. uh, you could see on there um, what he's fishing for. So if you go to the marketplace, uh, if you type in South Padre, South Padre Island, I'll kind of just tell you exactly what it does. Click on one. You can see um, the date and time of the trips, half-day trip days they do it at, 
price is based off of two people. Um, you can see the, any other kind of notes they put in there under facilities. You can see the boat details, uh, the amenities that they provide. If they provide uh, gear or, or amenities like drinks or whatever, you can see all that. You can see the fish species that they're actually fishing for in that area um, and the fishing location where you're going to basically meet them at and then some some photos of some previous catches, previous clients. And then you just, you, you just, you just book and pay. And um, that's pretty, it's pretty much it. Yeah. Scrolling through it. I, I like the option, the opportunity to fill everything. They put the name of the captain, their phone number, their hours of operations and such uh, type. You do person or private, exactly uh, meeting points this way. Then you know where to meet up, select your dates. You can put in the adults and children. So it's very streamlined and it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't allow you to be over, overthink it. And plus they got a, some of uh, some grip and grins obviously as well but then like you mentioned if you go into their facilities or slash into their fishing uh fishing details they have flat like one of them looking at right now here's a shout out to uh the what's the name of the guy to uh lurem in fishing guide they're ba based out of corpus christi texas and mm -hmm. what they've done is they went ahead and they put the target alligator gar flounder black drum redfish sheep heads speckled trout along with spotted sea trout too so that's that's really nice that they like if you're looking for a specific fish that you haven't caught yet or you're looking for your personal best talk about a good way to do it yeah and, and you know we want to like like i said we're, we're always developing we we dropped we've dropped something every month in the past year a new something um and i think it would be cool to be able to filter out guides based off of the species of fish that you really want to fish you want to fish redfish in your area then you ought to be able to filter that out say okay well these are all the guides that say that you know you can catch redfish with or or flounder or whatever you know mm -hmm. it's, it's, so there's there, there's things that we're going to continue that we're not done developing we're actually probably never going to be done there's never such, there's never such thing as done edit, uh, uh, no i mean i mean the industry's so big we're trying to capture 90 percent of it at least and we want to make it user-friendly and functional, so there's always going to be something that needs to be done. Oh, definitely. But something that's really cool is our cat is our catch log feature. So you can log your catch, right? And um, to test it, you could just open up the log and take a picture of your coffee cup or whatever. And you can kind of see how it works. What it does is it brings in the date, the time, and the GPS location of that catch when you catch it. And, any, and then you can go back and you can put any kind of notes, where it was called at, what you used, this and that. And it also pull in the weather. If you click on the map icon beside the yeah. coordinates, it'll take you right back to that location with Google Maps. Um, and what's really unique, and I get a lot of different opinions on this, is that if you do that three times, the app, will actually allow you, it'll prompt you to say, do you want to sell this location? So you can actually sell your fishing location to other anglers, your honey hole, so to speak, if you want to sell your honey hole, um, which nobody's doing in that industry uh, that I know of. Fish Brain gives away free spots, but nobody is selling their data to other people. Okay. All right. So if I go to Indiana and I, I want to, fly fish or what i've never been up there i don't know if you guys even fly fish there but go there and i wanted to fly fish i was going to be there for the weekend instead of having to go get on facebook and ask all these questions about what kind of gear 
where to go. I can simply look on the app. And if there's a spot for sale, I can buy that spot for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever. And I get the location and the images that was, you know, the images of the fish that were actually caught there, the location and everything that was used along with the weather and all, and all that other information. That is awesome. Yeah, I wish I would have known this uh, before I left last Wednesday to go on my fish or last Tuesday you know, on a fishing trip because then I could have been logging all my catches because it's it's nice to be able to not have to rely on your memory to follow stuff up because it's like you, you, got, you got so much going on in your day to day. It'd be nice just to be able to uh, uh, take a picture of it, log that information and call it good because, man, my dad caught this massive eight pound drum and it's like it was a fun fight because all of a sudden I just saw his tip go rip. And just go straight down and just zing. <laughs> oh man he was like we weren't quite sure what's going to happen then we had a, we caught some several nice looking pikes on top of that too i tagged a couple of uh friends of mine that have been on the podcast that have guide services and one specializes in catfish in iowa another one specializes in the great lakes from trout to to king salmon and such yeah we need to get them on <laughs> yeah i mean so <laughs> So, so by selling these spots, essentially a guy that might have spots can sell his location for the same price he would guide for. Now, when you sell, when you sell the spot, you don't actually sell it. The person who buys it or whatever, they don't keep it unless they go above and beyond and they actually drop a pin outside of the platform and make notes or whatever. We can't prevent 100% fraud. But um, you actually can sell that spot three times before you have to refish it to know that it's a valid location. Oh, this, this, okay. this concept came because of fish brain and how some of the data is corrupted with these free spots. Uh, because you can go and put what you call uh, whatever, a flounder in, in Indiana, right? You can, just, you can just make up whatever you want on fish brain and put it and, and put it over there and say, I, I did this. Yeah, correct. Cause I don't, I never trusted the, the pin drops there in fish brain because yeah. I know I lied. I'm not going to put my, my fishing spot on there. Yeah. Not for free. Right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Right. right. <laughs> you know, and there's yeah, somebody's I, always asking, Hey man, where'd you catch that? Well, I'm not going to tell you, but I'll sell it to you. You know, <laughs> you got $200. I'll let you go fish it <laughs> or whatever. And I, uh, I, I think essentially that is uh, you're, you're basically instead of buying a guided trip with somebody, you're buying a non a, a, a non guided trip and still catching the same fish. You know, you're 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 basically you're buying yourself a you know <laughs> a, a trip you do yourself. Yeah, just trying to um, help out. You know, increase everybody's odds of catching a fish. Uh, now you can post a free spot on there as well, but you have, I mean, uh, to wait in order to do that, you can post, you can just go to your photo album and pick a fishing picture and pick a spot and say, I caught this fish there. Well, those are, you can't sell those. You have to sell the hard, good data. Like I caught this fish. It's in my log of this actual latitude and longitude. Right. Um, and it, you, you get a 15 yard, uh, perimeter around that spot okay and that's what popped okay you know you can you could do this anyways that's a very unique feature that we don't get a lot of people to use <laughs> as you could imagine you know nobody wants to sell their spots but you can and if you i mean you don't have to either. that's not public information unless you make it that way True. outside of that your logs your log you can always go back to it um 
nobody's privy to that information unless you allow them to be. Oh, for sure. That's the nice thing about uh, keeping that stuff secret. I can see like if you're if you're a, let's say we start this this app starts as you get a young kid that fishes it for 40 years or fishes around the world for 40 years and it's like i'm retiring now i want to pad my retirement it's like well i'll sell my pins there in florida then texas and over there in arizona and such and i could see that being coming to where you're looking to retire uh ray newberg he's a world-renowned outdoorsman when it comes down to hunting and such and he's got pins all over the place for white-tailed muleys and elk and he's thought about like selling them, but also thought about giving these up for charity events. So this way then other people can enjoy his public, cause he only hunts public land. So this way then you have the opportunity for anybody to gain access to this, to that pin, to be able to put themselves on, on an animal. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you know, I think that feature, um, I think it would benefit tournament anglers per se, because you know, you get a, a tournament angler like myself, you know, that goes out and fishes, you know, bass opens MLF, you know, all these huge circuits and you go yeah. you, you, you do some great fishing you place real well you cash a big check and you got a tournament anger that you know just started doesn't know the water doesn't know what to do you know has no idea what's you know habitat the, you know the bait the you know what colors and you you do this and that those tournament anglers that are just starting can actually come and say okay this guy's a tournament angler he's got a spot here that i can buy and go do my fishing and possibly catch me some good fish for a tournament. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not illegal, you know? So it's actually a kind of a, buy a pre-fished spot. Yeah, pretty much. So I think that'd be, that's a huge benefit for, for, for tournament anglers just starting out. Well, it's something that we don't really, capitalize on, on right now either you know that's one of those hidden right. little features in the back kind of like our sos feature a lot of right. people don't understand our sos feature i was going to bring that up i'm not quite sure on that one either so like if you you if your wife had the application she could follow you and you can you know let her follow you on the app and um she'll know where you're at so if you go out deep water she'll still be able to see you um if you could hit uh, SOS and it'll send an emergency text to the people that are following you. You have her, or if you have a hundred people following you, everybody will get the text with your GPS location, so they can come help you or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. Oh, that's pretty cool. Because this past weekend, I think it was it's Saturday mid morning, we ran out of gas and we're dealing with uh, thirty mile an hour wind gusts and out there in uh, Lake Okoboji. Luckily, we had cell service, so we had friends already on the lake there, but. Yeah, I could see that playing a role because considering that we've ran out of gas in the body of water, yeah, it would be nice to be able to send that message out to not just one person but a bunch of people because you never mm-hmm. know what the main person you're, you're wanting to come help you is doing. Yeah, yeah that, somebody, that, might, somebody might look on it and say, okay, well, he's only a mile from me versus somebody else that's 10 miles from you. So you sure. want to know, you know the community of your people that you're allowing to follow you, um, kind of know your location. And the, with SMSs, they, they kind of work a little bit different than phone calls. You can have a very weak signal and still got, get out a text message. Correct. Yes, yes uh, you can. So, Robert, do you have any fun stories about you out there fishing? Like, do you have anything that uh, you want to share with us? Do you have any fun stuff that uh, you like to <laughs> talk about? 
Well, I mean, I wouldn't consider it fun. I mean, the last time I went fishing outside, because I, I work, man, I work 60 to 80 hours a week here. And then I make this app and I go to these shows. And then I, when I'm home with family and kids, we don't do a whole lot. But the last time we were able to go was last summer. Um, and I took all three of my kids. And um, like I said, I wouldn't say it's fun to have all three there. They have your little girl over there crying because she can't catch anything. And then your oldest over there, oldest boy over there crying because he can't catch anything. And then your middle child's catching everything. So you're like, <laughs> you know, you, you just, you can't win. You can't win. You can't win. So, um, but no, I mean, that's the, I, mean, I don't really have time to do much of anything at this point in my life. Um, you know, one thing after the next. Oh, like I said, prior to this, yeah. prior to this, I was homeless. I didn't do a lot of fishing when I was homeless. <laughs> I didn't do a lot of fishing when I was homeless either. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any um, any heartwarming stories that you want to share over the last few years? I mean, John's probably going to be more of your man for this right now. My past pretty much ten years have been a, a train wreck up until three years ago when I started doing this. Mm. All right. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. I, know, I had a friend of mine that was in the middle in, in the army during uh, when they went over the litter box, the first few years. And he said, he even got a, got a chance to do some fishing and some of, uh, Osama, or what's that? Uh, uh, Hussein, some of his uh, private ponds at some of his big mansion, luxurious areas. And stuff. So he, you shared a couple of stories, but John, man, I, you, you got your youngest daughter is on two feet. She's catching fish, man. What do you got going on? What's you got any stories for us? Man, I, I have stories for days. I mean, it's you know, heartwarming <laughs> stories. He's, um, you know, a lot of my heart, heartwarming stories come from when uh, we were fishing with, with uh, military personnel or, you know, uh, fallen officers, families, um, the, uh, you know, we were fishing uh, at uh, uh, Rodman a Reservoir here in, in Florida, and we had some fallen officers' families and kids and, you know, whatnot, and uh, we were out there uh, fishing around, and, you know, these kids would, you know, they're, they're, they're in turmoil, you know. Uh, families are just, you know, struggling with trying to, you know, do things to be, you know, happy and, you know, get their life going and I, I took these these kids out and the expression on their faces when they had no worries, but, you know, you know, catching that fish and they haul in a first that fish for the first time. And, you know, it's, it's I get pretty emotional about this because it, it, it's, it's very touching, um, you know, and they they catch this fish or bass or catfish or, you know, a bluegill brim for the first time on you know, uh, these adventures and, you know, they look, look up at you like, you know, you're the, you're the hero in their life, but you know, these kids, they've been through so much and, you know, it's, you know, the, the biggest thing I've seen is when, you know, a little boy, he caught a fish and he held the fish up and said, you know, Hey, look dad, you know, dad was uh, killed in a line of duty, you know? So it's, uh, that's, that's what does it for me in, in Bass Patrol Nation. You know, it's it's very touching and heartwarming to see that we could take these individuals and families and make a difference and bring a little bit more peace, you know, and happiness into their life. I love it. I love it. I wish I would have had that when I was a child. 
<laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. I grew up out in the country in northeast Texas on the border of Texas and Arkansas. And, uh, yeah, I really didn't have, like, like a dad around to help him take and do, me, do that kind of stuff with me. So your organization would have been great. But it was a podunk town, and we didn't have nothing like that. So uh, I appreciate everything you do because I know those kids could really use it. Yeah, and I said, you know, us us growing up as as kids, um, ah, damn, there wasn't a day, there wasn't a day that I didn't fall in the water. I went fishing with my father. I mean, it's uh, my father would bring extra change of clothes because he knew exactly as soon as we stepped foot on that bank that you know we were going in. Uh, me, and my brother, it's either him, him or me, you know. Um, but my father used to take us fishing uh, growing up. My uh, my mother um, fought cancer for a very long time, so as an escape for him. Um, to get away from the, the the burden of of the pain that he would feel, and he would take us kids to go, so we would have an outlet and go fishing. And you know, like I said, but you know, every damn time, one of us end up in the water. So <laughs> you know, one time I thought I was drowning, and my father was like, "Stand up, stand up!" And I'm flailing around like you know, I thought I was gonna die, and he said, "Stand up!" And I was in about a foot of water. <laughs> yeah so you know so that's a as, do, as, so growing remember, up that's what we had i do remember going with my grandmother a few times and she would always tell me um be quiet you're going to spook the fish <laughs> well i did you know i always and i even told my kids that i was like you got to be quiet um so it's something that i always thought uh, come to find out that's not true. They just wanted me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it works too. Cause it's like, you yeah. know, all of a sudden you're, 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 uh, the person you're with, the one you're looking up to just catches a fish. It's like, see, it reinforces like you were quiet. So it's like, look, yeah. we're catching fish. Now. Right. <laughs> oh man. I could, I, I don't think my dad ever pulled it on me when my brother, when we were younger, but nowadays, like we'll just this last past weekend, we got to him and I, fished every single day and man it's just amazing and that everything worked out together for the uh for the weekend and then we got uh october we're doing we're going back out there again for a five-day trip so that october is always weird because it's either it's either gorgeous or just downright garbage where we're dealing with snow or well rain cold like where the high is like 40 and you have to bring all the extra warm insulation for you so you can be able to survive hmm. yeah I'm, I'm peeling right now it's like you can't really see it on the computer but man i got we got fried wednesday and typically we, we him and i i got uh i get him sun shirts because it's like he blisters when it gets sun out, sunny outside and we didn't put them on we just got we, we were the first ones there got everything unloaded and then it's like, let's go fishing. So we just took off. And then, yeah, I'm peeling right now the whole nine. <laughs> I didn't realize it got that hot up there. Uh, it was just the first day. We, well, we get up to, we, we can get up to the hundreds. Uh, average really? is usually in the mid nineties, but with hundred percent humidity. So it's just, it's just nuts. <laughs> it's absolutely it's horrible. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, it's just like fishing in, in Florida, man. It's uh, you, uh, you have to get out there at sunrise and you pretty much done around 
uh, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning because the water's too warm and the fishing shut off and, and you're pretty much done for the rest of the day unless you're fishing deep water. And then you have the opportunity to sit out there. I was telling my, my friend Vega, because he asked me what he wanted to do. I said, like, well, if you go fishing for catfishing, you, that, that's at least an all-day event, 24-hour event. So you can, get, you can drink, get drunk, sober up, and go home and still have a good day. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's he, true catfishing yeah he's he's really uh deep dived into the whole process and it's really cool to hear like how all the different techniques he's learning because he has a friend martin enor uh he's uh from enter the outdoor uh, enter iowa's outdoors it's a, it's a catfish guide service and he's been learning about his whole business and such and being able to become more uh a better wants to eventually become a guide for when he does his uh, veteran tours and he's just kind of getting after it, talking to the DNR, like, where can I go camp? Where can I light a fire at? Stuff like that, just to make sure that he is doing everything above board because he doesn't want to be camping on an island that's owned by the Army Corps of Engineers. And it's like, he doesn't want to get in trouble with them. It's like, well, the nice thing is you just show him your D214 and you both know how what it's like to get bent over. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's <laughs> <Very> true. <laughs> So, so, so Robert, John, is there anything we haven't touched upon yet? Because we pretty did it. We did a we've done a really good deep dive into everything. Yeah, I mean that, that's pretty much all the features on the app. I, I, if we've missed some, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I just want to tell everybody that's watching. If anybody's watching, you know, do you want to download the app? You know, it's fixed free. It's free for every user. There's uh, we do have some paid services. Uh, but with the promo code, we can waive those. Uh, the paid service are very, like the weather app, the weather section. Uh, you get three days of forecast that you can look out. Anything past that, you know, if you're not a subscriber, it's like two bucks, two ninety nine, something like that. Um, and then we have a person to person marketplace, kind of classified. So if you had old rod and reel, uh, you don't necessarily have to have a store on the app. But if I was in there and I wanted to buy your rod and reel, I could. But we ask people to pay two ninety nine to unlock your contact information because we don't want scammers just getting your cell phone number. Uh, most people that are in the fraud industry, they're not going to pay the $2.99 just to, to do that. Um, so, I mean, other than that, man, the app's still kind of growing. Our chat feature comes out next Friday. Uh, we're going to do some tweaking to our website. If anybody creates a store on the app that automatically mirrors it to our website or a guide service or automatically mirror your guide service on our website as well. So people can book on the website or on the application. They can buy gear on the website or on the application. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, we had a lot. We had a lot going on. We had a lot still to come. So I was I'm looking at your weather forecast here. One of the tiles says water temperature. Where does that temperature data gets sourced from because is this because like i live near lake nishanik it's literally 300 yards straight north of me uh, that's how close i am to it. i can literally walk to it if i want to but where does it pull that information because i see it i see my address in the in the forecast bar there do you, i don't know if that's a trade secret that you don't want to give out or i just want to make sure like is that accurate based off of the gps that's yes yeah, so in the system no, I don't mind giving it out, man. It's um, we use a uh, an API from Stormglass IO, 
And Stormglass, what they do is they take information from NOAA, they take information from different, uh, uh, like AccuWeather, and uh, they take it and they give an average and they give you an average of who is the, and when you get an average from multiple places, you get more of an accurate um, kind of idea of what's really going on. So they pull all this information, they take an average from that, and that's what's displayed. So all they pull right. from all kinds of different weather apps and different weather platforms. Sure. Okay. That that, that actually helps me understand that aspect because I'm looking through here. It's like I like that you got what time the sunrise, the moon phase, the visibility, humidity, the wind. I mean, these are all things that I take it. I I I really consider when I go out hunting. But it's like these things are all apply that same pressure. Now, the only thing I haven't really learned more about is how air pressure and humidity affect fishing. I don't know if, if John, if you can answer that question or Robert, maybe you have an idea. I'm not familiar with enough to, to comment on it. So John, you, you want to do your best to answer this? I can, give uh, I, can, my I, can I can do my best. I mean, air, air pressure is a barometer right, and temperature. It's, it's just pressure in the air, which causes pressure in the water, you know, and it just drops fish down from say, you know, the surface to a, uh, what we call is a uh, a thermal a thermal climb. It's where the water transfers. Which in your case, Jeff, where you're from, your water has not transferred yet. So your barometer probably really isn't going to affect the way the fish are right now because of the water temperature. Yeah, because right now water temperature is 48 degrees on average. Right. So so what that is, your thermal climb is probably somewhere around 10 to 20 feet where the water starts to transition from cold to warmer there's a layer that sits in there warm water that's put down between the two cold layers so and that's where fish usually sit and that 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 you know you can use your barometer to kind of gauge that but it's just you know the pressure the pressure of the air that sits on top of the water that that holds everything down once that thermocline starts to transition then that's when your fish you know start moving up to surface temps when they start warming up to, you know, 50, 60, 70 degrees. And that's when they come up from the bottom. Cause like I said, that, that thermocline is where they kind of sit to, to keep them alive and, you know, less lethargic. Um, yeah. So that, that, that barometer is just, uh, it helps gauge the pressure of, of where that thermocline is going to sit in that water. That's a fantastic answer. That's more news than I've ever heard of. So, all right then. Well then John, what are the, some of the, Robert's already gone through and, and advised on how to reach out to him and download the app and such. The best part is it's on available on on in the iTunes and Apple or Apple Store and Android. But how about you, John? What are some of the best ways to find you on the interweb? The best places to find me on, on the interweb is mostly our Facebook page for Bass Formation. You know, we have that's where we conduct most of our pictures, our business. We get clients. We get you know, sponsors that I have a LinkedIn account um, for Bass Patrol Nation, which is the business side of it. Um, Align.com, Alignable, which is a uh, business, business-based social media. I just signed up for that too yesterday. Alignable, yes. Yeah. I'm, I've been on Alignable for a while and it, it just, it puts you in the class with a uh, uh, business perspective as far as, you know, funding, as far as, you know, reaching out to people, media, social media efforts, uh, stuff that you, know, you can build website designs. We've got, we're doing a website now. It's, uh, it's actually going to incorporate Outlaw Motorsports and Bass Formation together because it's, it's cheaper that way, but we're going to have two separate pages. 
Um, so we'll have the racing page and we'll have the bass fishing page. Uh, Instagram is, is a good way to get to us. We don't use Twitter hardly at all anymore. Um, but like I said, Facebook is probably the, the biggest place that you, you can get all this. And now we have Fishfin. Fishfin is actually, we're posting more and more every day. Um, we have, I've you know, bought some new molds for products and, you know, got 3D printers to start making our own line. We got gear, you know, so Fishfin is going to be one of our major platforms to contact us through messaging and, and, and whatnot. Phenomenal then. Well, I want to say thank you both for being on the podcast. I had a blast and then uh, we'll, I will uh, wrap it up and then we'll talk offline. All right, brother. So Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. So you're very welcome guys for the audience. Thank you for tuning into their episode. Uh, this will be on YouTube. We'll be streaming on all major platforms. So be on the lookout for that. And like Robert and John said, go find them on the social media, go down the download the app. And if you want to get into small business, this is talk about a good way to increase your, 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 your audience and your reach. We're strictly just that niche market. It's really trying to pay meta or TikTok to be able to get your brain out there. So I want to say thank you for everybody for tuning in. You guys have a great night. Night.